Hello, my fellow human people, and welcome to Tim and Joel Call It in the Ring, the inaugural episode. How's it going? Oh, welcome. man, I am living. I am excited. I am here. We've been talking about it for so long, and we're finally doing this. I mean, all I had to do was run out and get a microphone and then start frantically writing notes down. And here we are, right? That's just how it works. Here we are. After after months and months of tedious preparation, it is it is the inaugural episode. Here we I are. think it's uh, I think it's about time. You know what? I want to I'm going to jump right into it because for those who may know and those who may not know, we're in the, we're welcoming each every blah, we're welcoming everyone to the Thunderdome. Thunderdome. We're going to the Thunderdome. Not only are Tim and I registered to go to the Thunderdome tomorrow night for SmackDown, hopefully we get in, but we're also excited because WWE just ran a little bit of a test stream for a little bit of a special audience. Uh, Some were wrestling media, some of them were uh, influencers from PWI, from Pro Wrestling Sheet, from Fightful, other people that you may find along your Twitter timeline. They went in, they did that. Uh, A lot of the photos that came out looked pretty sweet, Uh, a little different from what the NBA is doing. So normally with the NBA, you're seeing kind of like a big wall of fans, but with WWE, it looks like uh, you're gonna have rows of like big heads. (laughs) You remember going to shows and seeing big heads? I do, I do, I do remember that. The one thing I am surprised about it is as a guy who in his office job has to deal with like live live chats, video chats, group chats all the time now, um, most services have like a really intelligent like green screening functionality. Like it can tell based on foreground background, like where you're sitting and they're not using that in the Thunderdome at all. Like you're getting squares of fans rather than like some sort of intelligent like AI based editing, which I'm surprised right. by. I'm surprised like like the NBA is doing that with their weird one. But so what I'm wondering is what kind of tweaks we're going to see between now and then, because if you see those photos, it's kind of wild west. If you are, uh, you know, if you've got a white backdrop, if you've got a backdrop promoting yourself like I do, um, it's just free and out there. So I'm wondering if maybe they're going to change it up a little bit between now and then. It seems to be most people are expecting it or at least calling for it, because otherwise it looks a little strange just sitting in your basement and watching wrestling for the world to see instead of yeah you know alone alone i might add you're not allowed to bring anybody else so you're just a person alone in a room on a square but wouldn't be the first time i mean that's how i watch wrestling how do you watch wrestling right that is that is usually how i watch wrestling with the cats uh no no i make sure they they give me a good safe distance in case something uh gets to me oh okay cover the rise (laughs) All right, so Thunderdome's going to be going on for the next while, at least. And, and as we get into, you know, what COVID-19 looks like through the world, we won't get into all the specifics of that. Instead, we're going to change course a little bit. We're going to talk about news that came out yesterday, and that was about Renee Young leaving WWE, according to kickout.com. Uh, and then later confirmed PW Insider said that uh, SummerSlam is going to be her last hurrah. So what do you think it's renee young's been around for a, quite a long time with wwe it looks like she had moved over to fox to do the whole wwn fox uh, in the fs1 show backstage unfortunately going back to COVID 19 the show got axed and uh, they tried their best to kind of fix it but you know plans have changed and by no mistake of wwe and no ill will on anyone's hands it just looks like you know renee wanted more but there isn't much what do you think yeah i mean with john and AEW. And she's really interested in like she's putting out a cookbook. Yeah, cookbook. Um, 
I'm not surprised. Like it, it just makes sense for her to to move on to different opportunities. And I think wherever she lands will be like she'll be fantastic. She's one of the few people who I've seen do the wrestle talk thing and and I like I really enjoy watching her. Like she's much more interesting, I find, than than a lot of the the people involved. Where do you want to see her land? Uh I'd be down with pretty much whatever. I would like to see her on things that I care about. <laughs> So, like, I don't know. Pro bowling, uh, I, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Always. Uh, Brunswick, represent. Um, no, like, I, I would love to see her stay in wrestling, but part of, like, I'm pretty confident that's not what she's going for. So, we'll, we'll see. A lot um, of people talking about ESPN. A lot of people talking about staying with Fox, doing something that's more Fox Sports oriented. I can give you the two things that I would love to see Renee do. Um the first one is hosting Hockey Night in Canada coming back, and it's not going to happen. <laughs> but you know what? Elliot Friedman, he needs a run for his money, and it's going to be Renee. And the only other thing that I think Renee deserves, other than the world, because she is an amazing talent, uh, I want her to replace Ellen. Yeah, I'd, oh. I'd be here for that. I don't watch <laughs> Ellen presently, but that would be very fun. Could you imagine her? Would she would she come out dancing just like Ellen would, or do you think maybe she'd do more <laughs> cooking related segments? I I don't know. I feel like it would be run professionally, smooth, like you know, charming but not in an overwrought type way. Oh, she could course. make a good replacement for Regis Philbin. We know it. <laughs> well, to that effect, of course. Uh, thinking ahead to professional situations, let's talk about AEW bringing back fans. It was announced today that. Uh, Starting next week on Thursday, they're going to be bringing fans back to Daly's Place. It's an open-air uh, arena for them, an open-air space. Uh, it's a 5,500-seat venue. They can fill it up to 15%. That's about 825 fans. They'll do temperature checks. They'll do waivers. Uh, but it's Florida, so, you know, who knows what that's going to be. Uh, I'm not super into it. I want to hear your thoughts on, on that. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I've been making this crack ever since this started uh, that like Florida's lack of regard for human life is to our benefit, to our mutual benefit, just because they're willing to to put people into these situations that I, I think most of the world isn't comfortable with. I, I don't agree with it. I get why they want to hurry to try to get it in largely because, you know, live shows are still like a massive revenue stream um and the absence of fan noise is is kind of odd but like it's not going to be the same for the fan experience first of all like that they're they're not going to have that same engagement level that they would have at a regular wrestling show for these larger scale wrestling shows i also don't really love being in the nosebleeds like i don't the main draw for that would be the crowd and you're not really getting the same level of crowd in this situation. So unless you're right up near the ring. Well, it's not what they're going to do. It's looking like fans are going to be nowhere near performers. They're going to be more <laughs> in the upper decks, in the 200s, and in the concourse level, the sea level. Uh, but hey, tickets start at $30. So if you're in Florida and you want to go to AW and you think that social distancing and masks are going to be good enough to keep you safe, then hey, you know what? Do your thing. It's wrestling. There's no wrong way to do it. You just got to be safe and you got to stay healthy. Best of luck. <laughs> That's right. Um, I will I will say this, though. Uh, John Alba, who has been tweeting and covering Florida wrestling as it is right now during COVID, 
uh, he he's a been excellent and B he said earlier today in a few tweets that it's going to come down to the enforcement of masks and social distancing. And while the venue is open air, it might be a model for how other shows are going to run in the future. The enforcement of the rules, that's going to be key because if there's yeah. no one actually adhering to these expectations, then we're going to see bigger problems arise, bigger health issues arise. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's a, a PR nightmare waiting to happen, honestly. Like if, if it, you know, there's only a few ways you can enforce rules and it it's not going to be super pleasant if someone gets turned away for refusing to wear a mask. Um, we'll see. Like, I, I wish them all the best. And I know they ran tests like this before. I think they had a few audience members come in and like, clearly it was successful. So if anyone's going to do it well, I, I honestly have confidence that I think they will. We'll see. Well, since we're still in AEW, I know you have your favorite wrestler in the entire world on the show right now. Talk to me about him. MJF. So good. <laughs> you think Is the Jewish guy would be my favorite name? wrestler? <laughs> no, he's great. I love him. Like he he's so much fun. Uh he is a phenomenal heel. Like one of the one of the few ones who are like really good in the ring and on the mic right now that I like I really resonate with um i love this campaign he's doing it lines up really well with like you know what's happening in the united states at the moment um and he, he plays such a good jerk like he, he he's just the best and and like he's going after moxley which yeah, we'll, we'll see how how the actual like match goes but I'm, I'm having fun i really like this campaign i like what they're doing and the samoa joe bit was so funny if you haven't seen that he he makes a call back to himself being a plant in a wwe production was it an nxt uh, i think wasn't it yeah it's was a takeover thing yeah yeah so he got a shove um and then he just kind of mimicked that in this most recent episode it's great amazing um are we going to talk about sue's van i love sue's van i love <laughs> all of what they're doing um santana ortiz are just like they're doing what retribution is doing but in a fun more engaging way um at this point they're just trolling trent and chuck and messing with sue's van messing with their luggage i'm excited to see what they're going to do next week or saturday i guess isn't it oh it's saturday it's saturday i gotta I should probably look at the calendar we need a calendar is something that we should probably talk about that's true i'm gonna i'm we're, we're gonna go through because there's a ton of wrestling coming up over the next few days i'll do a rundown real quick uh in a little bit um we can talk a little bit about the women's championship. I don't want to get into the talk about AEW and how they book women. I know there's a lot of that, and I want to save that maybe down the road, maybe even after All Out, just to see where they're going with it. But uh, yeah. Hikaru Shida versus Heather Monroe from this past week's Dynamite, not yesterday, but the week before that, that was a great match. What would you think? Yeah, I think that was my favorite match on the whole show. Um what I had, like, I, I don't know that AEW's wrestling is exciting me as much as maybe it, it, it did at the start, but that one was a, a rare gem that, like, I just, I, I got, it made me pay attention. Like, you know, sit up in your seat, like, oh, it was great. I've, uh, I've been lucky enough to see a couple of matches with Heather Monroe. I haven't seen her live yet. That's definitely on my bucket list, but every time I've seen her perform, at least on YouTube or on Dynamite, like she did the other week, amazing. I am, I'm really excited to keep seeing her get better and better and be, you know, a big TV talent if someone wants to pick her up and move her along the way. So 
uh, we can talk about Jericho and Cassidy a little bit. I think, uh, again, a lot of people have talked it to death. I, I really don't want to talk about the main event. I really don't want to talk about the, the mouse trap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's good, because I, don't, I, don't, I honestly don't have a whole lot to say about it. What I do have to say is that I have been enjoying their feud. Uh, I like the debate. I liked Bischoff involved in the debate. Um, it's been a fun back and forth. The feud over, over Jericho's suit has been a good time. $7,000. Would you pay $7,000 for a jacket? There is no jacket on this earth that I would ever pay more than maybe $400 for. What if it lit up and had spikes and played Judas? Oh, no. Then I would I would ask someone to pay me. Uh, and Nope. No, no. What, what am I trying to say here? No. 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 You'd have to pay me to wear that is what I'm you're, trying to say. Got it. So if you're looking, if you're listening and you want to sponsor the show, uh, you can hit us up, uh, Tim and Joel pod at gmail.com. And uh, you can sponsor us for a $7,000 jacket. One of us will wear it on, on the air, right? Yeah. I mean, if you give it to me, uh, <laughs> extra fee, if I have to listen to Judas though, Ooh. we'll leave that out. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll go to Sturgis. Uh, okay. So all that's coming up in a couple of weeks. I think we started this podcast at like the most optimal time for content you have nxt takeover 30 coming up this saturday you've got SummerSlam on sunday you've got thunderdome going on for all of eternity and then you've got all out coming up on saturday september 5th we basically have th- oh and payback is also coming up the week after next so the i guess next sunday not this sunday but next sunday uh we have three solid weeks of pay-per-view talk and then it's all downhill from there isn't it I mean, I don't know. As it is, I am confused and overwhelmed. Uh, <laughs> like, it's never been a better time to be a wrestling fan in that there is just so much content. But, like, I'm trying to keep up with it, and I'm juggling, and and it's it's getting real tough. I can't wait. It, this is a good problem to have, is what I'm saying. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of content, uh, there was some stuff added to the WWE Network this last week, uh, on back on August 15th. It was stuff from Progress in the UK, from Evolve in the USA, who were re- recently acquired by WWE, uh, ICW out of Ireland, WXW out of Germany. The first thing I have to say is I feel so bad for the poor intern who had to overdub a bunch of copyrighted music. Yeah, so I've watched none of this yet. Uh, I got through most of NXT this week. It's been it's been a good week to start a wrestling podcast. Um, but okay, so there's presumably these are mostly live shows is that is that what these were from or did they televise this stuff these were live shows that were taped and distributed through their platforms of progress on demand wxw now uh all of those um stuff where a copyright lawyer is not gonna necessarily catch them right that's pretty much what it is Um, they, they also have a couple of, um, best ofs. So for Drew McIntyre, who was Drew Galloway on the Indies, um, he did a couple shots with, uh, with ICW for sure. And then Walter, who is the, the NXT UK champion, he was with progress for the longest time. And also I think hopped around through uh, W oh, definitely hopped around with WXW because he is Austrian and, uh, and a little bit of ICW if I'm not mistaken. So, um, he's, he's gotten around too. Uh, I did watch one of the WXW shows ambition uh it's kind of their shoot style fight um ambition 11 was actually in toronto over SummerSlam weekend last year so i was there for half of it and uh the show holds up it's fun there's no commentary so if you're looking for someone to talk to you in german or english whatever about 
what's going on in the ring. It's not going to happen. But you're going to see Timothy Thatcher. You're going to see Walter. You're going to see uh, Daisuke Sakamoto. You're going to see Tyson Dukes. If you're a Canadian wrestling fan, it's pretty awesome. Nice. Uh, you'll see Danny Garcia and you and I. We see Daniel Garcia and the Buffalo Boys all the time. All the time. Well, you know, not since March. Well, not uh, <laughs> but when we did, we saw them all the time and it was always a lot of fun. So if you have a chance, step out for that. And also Femme Fatale, Lufisto, who is a wonderful woman from Montreal who wrestles and has a ton of experience. She is featured on that uh, Femme Fatale. And go out of your way. Watch watch some of this content because you know what? It's not like you have a lot more to do. Watch <laughs> wrestling. Why not? I do? have a lot to do. I'm trying to watch wrestling, but there's lots of wrestling. Um, I will dig into some of that, though. That sounds exciting. Let's talk live stuff. I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just gonna tell you right now. So we talked about Dynamite. Dynamite's going on this Saturday. It's gonna air live in the states, 6 p.m. Um, it's also going to be broadcast in Canada, at 10 p.m. on TSN or live on the TSN app. So if you happen to have a cable subscription or you have a way to watch it on TSN live uh, or on the TSN app, you can do that. Otherwise, you wait until 10 p.m. That's Eastern time. Uh, Takeover. We're gonna get through that. That's coming up. Saturday at four o'clock, you've got the GCW Tournament of Survival number five. GCW has been one of the first companies to come back and get promoted and also do a lot of work through IWTV, Internet Wrestling, or Independent Wrestling TV. Uh, if you have a chance to check out GCW and you like some of that hardcore stuff, you like that deathmatch stuff, check them out. Black Label Pros presenting Eric Stevens presents Pro Wrestling. That's happening in the afternoon on Saturday. So when you wake up, you roll out of bed, maybe you imbibed maybe you didn't who knows maybe you can watch a little bit of eric stevens pro wrestling i hear uh, josh alexander's on the card oh yeah everyone likes the north uh blp later on black label pro presents we're back a wrestler story that's happening later that evening uh there's a show that's happening that night at the same time that i really want to check out and i'm going to but after the fact and that's black wrestlers matter i think it's going to be a really really important show that showcases not only black wrestlers but also just gives uh, gives an opportunity for these wrestlers to have a forum to uh to perform and to really show off their skills and get noticed so if you have a chance even if you can't catch it live try to get on it black wrestlers matter there is a website uh, just look if you look them up on google i swear it's the first thing that comes up that's saturday's rundown man that's a lot of wrestling that's one day I, you're gonna watch takeover right takeover and dynamite takeover. <laughs> I, i'll get to dynamite probably after i'm gonna watch takeover although you, now, go ahead, oh, it's go ahead. my job it's my job to watch AEW, and i feel like Right now, you're getting the better end of the two. Right now, but yeah, it'll change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna watch uh, AEW, then okay. I'll watch Takeover, and then you'll watch Black Wrestlers Matter. Yes, correct. Yeah, that's probably what I'll do. Um, and and I'll be traveling, so that's even more fun. Uh, Sunday, you know what? The big one's gonna be SummerSlam. But if you're looking for something earlier in the day, Beyond Wrestling's got wear sunscreen. GCW's got Jimmy Lloyd's Jersey Shore. Both shows happening on the pier. In Atlantic City, they did a show like that recently, and it was actually really cool to watch. The hard camera faces off into the uh, into the water. You see helicopters flying by. You see people asking if Joey Janela is going to jump out of one of those helicopters. The answer was no. Um, <laughs> that's that's but, probably for the best. Probably for the best. He'll but do yeah. it. He'll do it if you tell him to, I think. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but yeah, the big show will be SummerSlam. That's going to be 6 p.m. kickoff, 7 p.m. live on the WWE Network. Uh, hey, Tim. Yeah. 
Do you watch Ring of Honor? No. <laughs> but I'd like to. Oh, man. This is turning into the show where I'm going to tell you all about the things that are going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm the guy. You're clearly the one who knows all the stuff. And I'm the guy who just smiles and goes along for the ride. So That's fine. fine. Follow yeah. Tim on Twitter. Tell Tim about all the amazing wrestling he should watch. And get Tim more into different kinds of wrestling, if you can. I know WWE from 2000 Wonderful. to 2007. And perfect. Now. <laughs> oh my God, this is perfect. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you also know the uh, Greek town wrestling where we go. Yeah, and lo local stuff. Local, <laughs> local stuff. stuff. Great. I know. Local super stuff. kicked. I've created a, a little posse of of friends who have been uninitiated up until this point mostly through super kicks but they're, they're coming around so because it's episode one i'm gonna stray from we're gonna talk about ring of honor but i'm gonna stray from from what our, our non-format really is uh and i want to say so tim and i how we met mm. not only through music but through wrestling so both of us are actually uh professional musician people uh and we're both actually bass players which makes things even worse uh, no one should ever trust the opinion of a bassist, but here we are. And uh, the one thing with Tim is that uh, when I got back from Phoenix, the Royal Rumble, a buddy of mine, Danny, Danny Granger, if you have a chance to look, he does amazing Sharpie art. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you haven't. Danny said, hey, man, let's go to Superkicked. And that's a Toronto fairly well-known promotion. And I was like, sure, why not? I haven't checked out any indies in Toronto. And so he brought me along. And I'm on the balcony of a two-story venue, and I look directly across, and there's Tim. And Tim and I, we just we just knew each other before, so I Casually pull out my phone and text him. Here and there, yeah. And I'm like, dude, are you super kicked? <laughs> and here we are, so many years later. <laughs> yeah, I think you probably saw me like kind of like ringside, pounding my fists, screaming at people. That sounds about right doing the things that i can't do at a wrestling show oh you gotta you gotta get in the heels face you gotta um, be the normie and let them just scream at you and they they come up with some of the best stuff there like it's great you gotta put them over hmm. part of the show oh yeah to a to a degree so don't be the worst all right i'm gonna put over ring of honor for a second yeah okay ring of honor is coming back ring of honor is gonna have tapings in maryland which is their home state they're going to have what's kind of called a hybrid bubble, according to Ian Riccoboni, who is their uh, their head commentator, right? What's a hybrid bubble? Yeah. Well, there are no fans. Shocker. Talent gets tested two weeks out. Then they get tested again three days out. Then they have three days of isolation. And then they wrestle. Not before getting tested a third time to get into the venue with temperature checks and the whole nose swab and everything. Separate hotel accommodations, separate eating arrangements, uh, they have to remain isolated at the events in order to work. That's intense. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of steps. Talent and staff will only be permitted to visit certain places within a predetermined radius. This is all according to Kevin Eck, who writes for Ring of Honor as well. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, what? <laughs> so <laughs> which, they're which allowed part? to go to like stores within a certain because, like, if you go out into the public, all of it's kind of moot or like irrelevant okay i wouldn't okay. be surprised if the predetermined radius is maybe a gym yeah okay i i, I do agree them? with what you're saying 
Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to give it to Ring of Honor though because they they're they're scaling down. They're trying the absolute best that they can, knowing that their performers are not all, uh, you know, just signed and locked down to Ring of Honor. Some of them yeah. may be working independence, things like that. Um, but you know, the bubble. The bubble obviously works. It works for the NHL. It's working for the NBA. We're seeing it as long as, you know, Instagram people aren't getting into the, the bubble in, in NBA. Uh, we're not going to get into that. Um, but the way I would do the bubble maybe is a little bit different. Uh, okay. Okay. I think I'd want to. Like, yeah. So I want a two week quarantine. And yeah. then I want maybe three or four days to create like a month or two of content. Wrestling, backstagers anything for television, anything for web. Yeah. And then send the talent out to the wild for two weeks to do anything they want to do outside where maybe they have day jobs and maybe they have something else on the go. Um, and then bring them back, lather, rinse, repeat. I mean, that sounds more like what the film industry is doing for a lot of their productions, which makes sense considering you're shooting a television show. Um, this sounds closer to the MLB, which has not been terribly successful as an avid baseball fan and fan who is currently in a fantasy league which i've since given up on it's not really working like the games are getting postponed the players are are you know not available so like eh, we'll see i'm curious i do want to check out ring of honor i have been aware of their existence for over a decade <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe it's time since since 2017 that's pretty much the best that ring of honor has been asking for please recognize us <laughs> I, I, I i like them i i have the utmost respect for them and i'm actually excited to see what they come out with um they've been they've had some lean years lately so i'm 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 looking forward to what they might bring to the table moving forward um speaking of moving forward tim introduce us to our next segment our next harebrained idea our next segment is reflective of the fact that I'm clearly somewhat ignorant. Um, so respecting that, I, I do encourage like uh, people who are like wrestling curious to, to check this show out. Um, I want to make a, a like a, a point that in our chats, in our our in emails that you send to us over the if you're a podcast listener, there are no dumb questions like I want you to kind of look at this and even though we're talking pretty in the weeds sometimes get introduced to some some basic wrestling concepts um so with that in mind i'm doing like a little 101 segment so anytime we do this show we're going to do a little bit like a two minute thing where i just run through some of the very basics of getting into wrestling one of those things is the counting that all of the referees do perpetually that can be somewhat confusing for newcomers um the big one being pinfalls simple enough um the broad stroke about how this segment is going is that it's going to be how matches end because that's usually related to what those referees are counting um matches can end in a number of different ways through pinfalls by having a wrestler submit through disqualification through count out or by knocking people out um Pinfalls are your your standard fare. It's what you're going to see in most typical match setups. That's when one person lays on top of another person and makes sure that their shoulders are level on the mat for a count of one, two, three. Um, 
there is no specific guideline on on the pace at which that one, two, three is counted, but the referees typically do it somewhat evenly unless they're like a bad referee. Um, submissions, a lot, of those. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of those. Uh, submissions are when you make another wrestler uh, either give up verbally by telling the referee, I quit, or or making them tap out to signal that they, they submit. Um, one thing to note from that in regards to pinfalls and submissions is that if a wrestler is able to get any part of their anatomy um, past the threshold of the ropes, either under or upon the ropes, uh, the pinfall count is halted. The referee will stop counting if they can see. Um, or any holds must be broken. I'll get more into the, the, the breaking of holds in a second. Another way that, that matches conclude are through disqualification. So if uh, you are caught breaking the rules using a, a weapon or object that is uh, outside of the realm of acceptability, um, if an outside party gets involved in the match, or if you hold an illegal hold past a five count. So one thing that happens a lot in standard matches is the referee starts counting one, two, three, four, five. Uh, if they get to that five count, they are supposed to disqualify the competitor who refuses to either give up the illegal maneuver or release the, the other wrestler from a hold. Um, usually you can tell that the maneuver is illegal by the wrestler who it's being inflicted upon screaming or whining about pain. Um, I I honestly don't think I've ever seen a referee actually go through with a disqualification for maintaining an illegal hold. I'm sure it's happened. Um, another way that a wrestler can lose a match is through ring out count out. So if they're outside of the the boundaries of the ring for longer than a ten count in most promotions, um, or a twenty count in at least old Ring of Honor. I don't know if they still do it. Um, but a 20 count in New Japan, uh, then they can get disqualified that way. Um, also, like pretty common, a lot, lot of count outs. The last one that is fairly uncommon is if you knock someone unconscious, the KO. Much more common in MMA, somewhat uncommon in, in, in wrestling, but it does happen. They've used this. It's fun. Um, but yeah. Most standard matches are set for one fall. You'll hear announcers go, this match is set for one fall. There one are circumstances fall. where there are, <laughs> uh, there are circumstances where there are more than one fall, but it, yeah, yeah, we'll get into that at a different time. Does that make sense? Do you have questions? Did I speak poorly? Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Mickey James not making a 10 count. <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> No, we don't. But you know what? We had a whole bunch of favorite segments. What did what did you like? What did you like this week? Because that's what we're here uh, for. We're gonna talk about the yes. good stuff. What did I like? I love the hurt business. I love them. I love them so much. I love what they're doing with that. I think it's a great booking for Lashley. Um, MVP being back makes me happy. He's doing a great job, uh, and it's good to see Mickey James back at all. Even even if there's some stuff that wasn't my favorite, I do like seeing her back in the ring. Um, what else say I like SmackDown? I just liked SmackDown. Like I honestly thought it was really good, and like uh, some people have some complaints, but I like it. It was great. Um, I enjoy what they're doing with Braun and the Fiend. Uh, Alexa Bliss's involvement was pretty solid. Um, parts of the Retribution segment were were better than other parts of other Retribution segments. So um, with with Retribution. 
do you think this is going to be actually retribution? Do you think it's something that's going to swerve everyone? Do you, wh- where where are you with retribution? What's up? What do you think of it? So, okay, originally thought it was going to be a new faction, obviously. Um, but now there seems to be like 20 people running around with masks. So I don't I don't know what they're going for. Um eh, I, I just don't know what the actual like what their grievance is gonna be is gonna be really curious to me. Like why they're they're tearing things apart. Have they said that? Have I missed that? You haven't missed it, but have you noticed that they're not touching NXT? They're not going to full sale. I did notice that. I was watching that today and I was like, where? Okay, so no retribution. Is this a different realm? I have a really important question about retribution. If they're getting into the building, who's checking their temperatures? <gasps> yeah, are they getting so... tested? <laughs> is anyone checking they them? Are, like, is anyone, they are, is anyone going to make sure that they're they not... They're speaking quite moistly right mm, now with, with their hoots and hollers. So I... That's a great question. They're they're probably spreading disease. Someone should take care of that. That so, isn't Seamus. <laughs> that isn't Seamus. Uh, one of the funniest things that I saw. I'm gonna. I gotta say this. The um, the Thunderdome stuff we were talking about earlier. So uh, a friend of mine actually was in the the audience for the test and posted a video of them going live a little earlier and a stagehand. This tiny like five foot two woman who works for the company coming down wearing her mask and, and her headset and they're playing Seamus's entrance theme and she goes and hits his pose on the the first turnbuckle <laughs> and it, it, it's so that they can test the the cameras and everything because yeah, they yeah, got yeah. the said, augmented reality with the big standard, cross yeah. yeah just a standard I, I was just like wow Seamus Seamus looks great <laughs> he's he's dialed it in someone five two is probably not the best stand-in for Seamus, but they just needed to make sure that that giant Celtic cross is not at least remotely close to the shot. Hey, we're not going to get into production. That's my, that's, that's, that's what I do on Twitter. Um, going back to the hurt business. Uh, you know what? I agree with you. I, that's one of my tops from raw as well. Uh, the best thing about the hurt business to me is just the, the way that they work so well cohesively, the fact that they're all in it to literally just run roughshod, the only thing I want to know is why they're not conquering the underground more often. I want to see them own raw underground like they did that first week. Yeah. And and the fact that they said it was under new management at the start just feels like a, a thread that was left kind of dangling there. Yeah. So. Kind of a, a throwaway line. Um, yeah. I, I liked the match against uh, Apollo uh, or at least that just the whole feud with them against Apollo and Cedric and Ricochet. Um, Ali has been completely left out left in the cold yeah yeah i, I don't surprised. know what the plan is but i my feeling has been you know whenever ww brings someone back that has a, a good fan base popularity whatever uh it almost be- has become this countdown to mediocrity and it shouldn't unfortunately it shouldn't surprise most people that that's where it goes when they bring back these these talents uh unless you get someone like sasha who came back a year ago and, you know, I came out with the the wig and then beat up Natty. And then we were off to the, well, I don't even know. Were we right off to the races or did they kind of flounder her for a bit? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, but, I think they were still trying to find a place for a little while. Like, Yeah. So 
I, I I'm still a big fan of where they're going with Apollo and with now with Cedric because they're kind of you know putting him with the 24/7 title and what's going to happen at SummerSlam with them. We'll get to the SummerSlam card a little later, but uh, I agree. Her business was great, not so great. Watching Gargano last night get dropped, get on crunched, just crunched. Yeah, yeah, that looked rough. Um, and the ref did a great job of like. Pushing off, uh, oh my God, what's his name? Why am I blanking? Uh, Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland. The ref did a good job, like trying to be like, no, dude, don't, don't be concerned visibly, because <laughs> he was visibly concerned. Um, and then, like Gargano and Candice LeRae did a good job of like trying to work that more into it, that that he was trying to get access to keep the match going, but like. You could tell, like he was really like, "Oh, oh man, I'm so sorry." Uh, post wrestling had post had posted or commented. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? We'll just go with posted uh, last week about the incident, and it kind of left a lot of people asking what's going to happen. I was shocked that they showed it, but then I was also pretty impressed with the way that the Johnny kind of turned it into an angle, ended up, yeah. you know, playing playing possum for a second. Eventually, gets the win. And uh, he's he's going to take over. Yeah, I mean, it looked good. Like, I mean, he he did the possum thing. He did that that great super kick at the end, or yeah. what the, when he came back into it, um, just to signal like I'm good. Let's go. Uh, what I what I thought was funny was then they proceeded to do the spot with him being spun by his neck. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bastard. He took a lot of stuff that like post concussion probably not a great idea, but eh, it was fun. He seems okay. What do you think of the uh, the six man with uh, Brazango? Favorite spot. Favorite spot. Like I, I wrote, you ain't so tough without a broomstick because like, oh, that was great. Um, Isaiah Swerve Scott is awesome. I think that might actually be the first time I've seen him. Um, the the bit with him not being the legal guy and when he got hit by um, uh, Phantasmo. I can't remember who actually kicked him, but it looked great. Oh, it was the, uh, it wasn't Legato, it was the two. It was Joaquin and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Joaquin and not Arturo Rojas, the other one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway he this got happens live apart. on air it, now. Yeah. Yeah. He got picked apart. It looked awesome. Um, he sold really well. Like that, that whole match was great. Probably my favorite from, you know, the NXT that I got through. I'm missing the end there. So I, one thing that I really like about that match was that, you know, Swerve is the only person to have pinned Escobar in that entire cruiserweight uh, scramble championship tournament that they did. Um, and now, instead of having him do it again and then say, oh, now I deserve a chance at the championship because I pinned the challenger, that whole rhetoric, now that we're not doing that, I'm a really big fan of the way that they had him pin him, could have reasonably had the three count, and instead they got out of it by having him not be the legal man. And it was it was such a mess outside of the ring, like a controlled mess, that it worked and it made sense I, and it didn't look completely. I crazy. didn't even know. I didn't know who was legal. Like I'm glad the ref did. <laughs> yeah, I, I big smile on my face watching that. Uh, I've been saying for way too long that Swerve should be doing better, and now I'm very happy to see that Swerve is getting his chance. Don't know if he's actually a, a producer, a, a beats producer, like he has told WWE. I don't know. I, so people have said that he is. I, I haven't seen it. So uh, we'll see. Cool. What um, were your favorite spots from the last week or so? 
so uh sticking with nxt that pat mcafee promo was a plus for me yeah that was nuts i did not (laughs) i knew he can talk i didn't expect him to deliver with such like passion and to and, and to say it in such a way that he was like i've had seven professions and i've made a million dollars in all of them and i don't need this but if i do it i will be the best that's that's great and also calling the internet fans a bunch of stupid people. You know. I was like, okay, who's mm-hmm. supposed to have heat here <laughs> for a little well, while? But then then he did that. And I was like, okay, now I know. I'm, I'm exactly. comfortable that I know what's happening. I uh, loved the NWO style entrance coming in through the side doors and not coming down the ramp. Uh, having the UE uh, kind of flocking Cole and then leaving the ring. I, I like that there was this weird mutual respect that probably won't remain respectful going into takeover. Yeah. Um, I do wonder if it's going to be a cinematic match. I wouldn't be surprised if it's at least fully rehearsed pre-taped, mm-hmm. but um, of all the matches on that card, I'm really, really interested. And I think a lot of people are too. I don't think it's going to bring in the same, um, the same viewership expectations that WWE might have say, you know, versus bringing in Rodman for wcw yeah. or, or malone or jay leno any of those guys but uh, i didn't know I think... who this guy was just as a frame of reference and i'm like a, i'm a football fan but like not a not like an avid fan so right and you know what it, it, honestly bringing in someone who's a colt is like automatically he's the bad guy yeah. unless you're a colt fan <laughs> no, just don't don't tell triple h or stephanie mcmahon don't tell him um <laughs> In their eyes, if you bring in a Jacksonville Jaguar, they're automatically the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Oof. Okay. Uh, what else <laughs> did I like? I, I like Braun Alexa and the Fiend. I know you said it too, because no, there are good. so it's many. It's good. It's good. There are so many stupid and funny and amazing theories that come from it. And we're going to talk about a few of them when we run down the SummerSlam card in a minute. But you know what? The way the storytelling's going, it's mostly good. Uh, if I'm going to nitpick for a second, that whole Alexa interview segment they did last week oh you know where she looks off into the distance and they go to and they, they go to commercial i didn't yeah. i didn't really yeah i, I, I didn't cringed i cringed hard at that point I forgot yeah that. um but other than that you know i i have my theories and i'm looking forward to seeing how everything plays out at SummerSlam. but they've, they've got me interested and it, i didn't think that they would given the fact that they're running this match three times in three different incarnations of bray wyatt that's that's yeah. a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, we talked about her business and we talked about Apollo. So those were my three. Um, but obviously we didn't love everything. So, you know, I'll start. Natty and Lana love them dearly as human beings. Mostly. Yeah. I don't need them winning at all. I want no. them to play up full on TikTok thought and just lose all the time. Yeah. And then maybe have the iconic come out and make fun of them. Maybe that, have the iconic get a victory phenomenal. on it. I didn't even think of that. That sounds great. Like they're just like out of touch moms in comparison to the iconics. Like that's what the, that's the vibe that I'm getting. So like that would be a great setup. I agree. Like I, I don't. I, I think what they're doing with them is interesting, but I don't want to see them beat Mickey. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, yeah, and you know what, Mickey, Mickey being back is is a is a nice. A nice touch. Um, I'm not going to steal from any from anything you have to say, so I'll let you keep going. Uh, yeah, 
like I just I would have liked to have seen her wrestle a full match rather than get it interrupted by it was Seth, right? That's when they cut yep. that. Hated that. Like I and again, like they're doing a great job of Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe. Like, just please don't introduce it during segments that I actually want to watch the wrestling. Like, I thought they were gonna do it again with the retribution angle with Big E and um and John Morrison, which was like, no, I, I want to watch this match. And fortunately, they actually did it at the end. So I that under you know, it fixed it. I was like, oh, you just gave it a better billing. But I, I don't know. I actually wanted to watch uh, Mickey James wrestle and it just didn't happen really. So maybe next time. Maybe next time. I, I will shout out Mickey James had an interview. She's been on the uh, the interview circuit, it seems lately, but uh, she did an interview with Denise Salcedo, who uh, who does a lot of uh, work with Fightful and WrestleTalk and uh, has her own channel, Instinct Culture. If you get a chance, check out her interview uh, with Mickey because it's it's fun. All, all of Denise's, I'm going to put her over for a second. Mm-hmm. All of Denise's interviews are like high energy and very engaging and just sweet. And that's kind of why we're here. And that's the good stuff that we like, which is ironic because we're talking about the stuff we didn't like right now. <laughs> <laughs> just for a second. I'll make my second one quick. You go, you, you do your next one though. Uh, you know what? Going to the main event last night of NXT, I wasn't a big fan of Kushida not getting his revenge on Velveteen Dream from the week before. He got completely just knocked around after the match by Dream in an apparent heel turn. I don't even want to get into the Dream stuff, so I'm going to make it quick. I wish Kushida had come in. I wish he had maybe gotten some modicum of revenge, and I just want to know what we're going to do with Kushida next because doesn't look like there's much right now. And I like the guy. Yeah, it's great. Great entrance. I'll say that much. Watch his that uh, stuff. I swear you'll love it. I'm, go- I'm, I'm, I'm getting rid of the note I was going to say. I was going to say retribution. Uh, but you know what? SmackDown was funny. I don't even care. Uh, I'm actually going to say what they're doing with Akira Tozawa. I don't, I don't care for it. I find mm. the ninja's stuff weird <laughs> and uncomfortable. For a while on Twitter, I was mostly just retweeting whatever I posted the week before. And usually it was update. Yes, it's still racist. I've yeah. gotten, I, I'm sick of it. Yes, we've all figured it out. It's very wrong and I'm kind of over it. So, yeah. Yeah, not not a fan. Let's, uh, let's talk about wrestling. Wait, have we? Oh, we've been doing that for the last clapping. 50 yeah, minutes. We have. <laughs> We got about 10 minutes left and what we're calling one hours. Um, I think we can get through it. I think so. It's only three pages. Wow. We did it. Uh, Let's talk about uh, TakeOver. TakeOver 30 is happening this Saturday. The uh, the big match is going to be Keith Lee defending his NXT championship against Killer Cross. Cross is dominant, but so is Lee. Who you got? Who do I got? Oh, man. Uh, uh, Probably Keith Lee. excited either way i don't even care who wins it'll just be fun really really enjoyed the creepy america the beautiful promo that they ran last night uh and using frantic by metallica as a build-up song i really like it it also took me a second to get there because the chorus is frantic tick 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 tock yeah, that shouldn't have taken me as a Metallica fan, as a wrestling fan, as a fan of Karen Cross. And that iconic Oops. snare drum. How do you <laughs> I just realized that I also wrote Killer Cross and said Killer Cross. His name is Karrion Cross. My it bad. It is Karrion Cross in this My bad. promotion. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> I also want to know who in WWE hates eyes. Yeah. Oh my God. Like that was, <laughs> it was unexpected and I appreciate it. You know what? I'm going to say like at this point, NXT, probably my favorite wrestling thing, period, which is interesting to say of a developmental organization, but love it. I love watching it. Does it need more fireballs or fewer yes. fireballs? Always more fireballs. I can't. It's a shame they're not moving to uh, the arena, to the Thunderdome uh, with the rest of them, because like I want that pyro. I want more of it. Well, who knows where Keith Lee will end up? And then we can see fireballs all the time. If he has eyes to spare. That's right. Maybe some great balls of fire. <laughs> anyway, let's move along. Uh, we have Yoshirai taking on Dakota Kai for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, to get in there, Dakota Kai defeated Rhea Ripley. And now we've got that whole Ripley and Martinez build. We'll leave that to the side for now. Kai was alone. And now Raquel is back. Raquel Gonzalez came back this past NXT. So last night. And uh, she beat the crap out of EO. This was after Dakota saying, I could do it all alone. I don't need my diesel. So who's going to win? Really good. Excited. <laughs> uh, I see EO retaining. I can see it building to something longer. Do you think it's a messy finish? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Raquel's involved. Yeah. Maybe I even a turn. I don't know. Maybe they'll fight each other. I don't know. We'll see. I don't want to see it yet. I don't want to see that turn. I yet. don't. I also don't. Just saying. I, I've been disappointed before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this is one of those uh, situations where they can play it back. Maybe uh, if you want to get weird with it, maybe have Regal make it a three-way on NXT TV. And uh, maybe tease some tension between Kai and Raquel. Totally. Why not? Uh, let's do the five-man ladder match for the vacant NXT North American title. I thought it was a six-man. Most of the wrestling universe who apparently weren't listening to thought it was a six-man. Uh, anyway, uh, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Cameron Grimes, whom I will refer to frequently as The Hat, and then Johnny Gargano and the Velveteen Dream. Uh, we have five men. Dexter Loomis is injured. He's out of the match. How do you feel about Loomis being out? Disappointed. Really liked him. Like the trajectory. Uh, I'm going to say it real quick. His name should be something other than Dexter. Literally any other. Grant? Grant Grant Loomis would be a Grant, good one. Grant Loomis. The, the man's a reformed serial killer. Yeah, you that's... you see the 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 Dexter. Yeah, it's it's being hit in my face with a hammer. That's yeah. I get it. I'm not a child. Let me. I guess you. it's PG programming. It's PG programming. They got to make it obvious for the children. Okay. I Let me who, who are familiar with Dexter? I guess the children. Anyway, whatever. Mommy, daddy, who is Dexter? I'll tell you when you're older. Yeah, uh, one thing when he's out. <laughs> one thing I'm going to say about Dexter Loomis. The one thing I really love about him. The man wears gloves even before COVID was a thing. Safe. He had safety in his mind. Doesn't wear a mask in the ring, though. Anyway, uh, so we got, how do we get here? I, I'm not going to go through how we got here, but the whole point is last night we had every single competitor touch the North American title. They want it. They all want it. Now, I don't know if this transcends all sports, but I'll tell you now in hockey, because we're Canadian and that's what we know, if you touch... Your conference's trophy, when you win it during the playoffs, you're not going to win the big one. Everybody touched the damn title last night. I don't know who's going to win. 
I don't know. We'll see. Who you got? Me? Oh, who do I got or who do I want? I want Cameron Grimes to win that title. <laughs> but they're not going to give it to him. Hey, you know what? It's the hat. It can go to the moon, and there are enough people who could challenge for it. <laughs> uh, who do I think is going to win? Damian Priest. They're hot on him. I like him. I do. He's got a good look. He the 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 air archery is cringy to me. I could do without just that, and everything would be fine. Worst case scenario, it goes to Dream. Your thoughts? Uh, I don't want to touch that dream comment with a 10 foot pole because I think you're right and I'm not going to give into it. Instead, I'm going to tell you Bronson Reed was a favorite for so many. I think we've now hit it way too hard that Bronson Reed winning would be just a little too obvious. Yeah. Damian Priest to me is too obvious. And I want to see Cameron Grimes just be that chicken blank heel and just run up on top of someone's shoulders, grab that title and win it. We saw him holding that title for quite a while last night uh on top of the ladder no less so you have the visual already but yeah. again everyone touched the title maybe a, maybe an outside six maybe it was a six that you just forgot so that brings me to my next match just added today finn balor is going to take on timothy thatcher thatcher came out during the match that balor was having with velveteen dream uh for that vacant spot in the north american championship ladder match First of all, there's a cruiserweight title. Why bother with this match? We're not going to get into that. Um, I would love to see William Regal on screen during or just before the match, whenever, saying whoever wins tonight gets inserted into the North American title ladder match. Yeah. That's what I want. Make it a true six man. Everyone will be like, oh, I thought there was going to be six. But yeah, put, put, put Thatcher in and have Thatcher win the North American championship. Because guess what? <laughs> Guess who didn't touch the title last night? Timothy Thatcher didn't touch the title. So anyway. Yeah, I'm interested. I'd like to see him in a ladder match. It'd be interesting. And finally, La Pièce de Résistance, the reason we're all here. Well, this is also a pre-show match. We'll get to that too. Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole. Baby. We've already talked about it. You know, Pat has the training. He has trained for wrestling before. Um, they did a great setup with ESPN and with Pat McAfee's show getting us into this. Uh, my brother is not a wrestling fan. He, he was when he was a little kid, got me into it. Um, but I saw him commenting on the initial blow up with Cole on the show. And that was like a moment where I messaged my brother being like, wait, you watch this? And him just being like, yeah, I love Pat McAfee's show. I, so apparently I think, there's the reach. I think what they did really well in this case was knowing that Adam Cole doesn't have the outside profile that he would necessarily need to reach like a broader audience, but a profanity laden rant is a bit more exciting. Like that making the blow up feel as real as possible is, is what kind of helped get it some attention there. And I think that was good. Does the Yui turn on their leader? Yeah, I think it's time. Yeah, like, I could see that happening. Yeah, hundred percent. They're just, I'm mixed. Well, with they did the setup with the costing them the title shot, right? Mm-hmm. For his narcissism, ultimately. Like I, I, I think it's it's well set up. They've been together long enough. Like Adam Cole's probably gonna, you know, get pushed at some point. So. 
Hey, man, it's completely up in the air. I can see reasons for both. I can see, honestly, I want to see Kyle O'Reilly take the reins. I want to see him take, maybe if, if, if anyone's going to turn, it's going to be Kyle. Um, other than Kyle O'Reilly, I don't want to see them break up. Let them be like the New Day. Let them come up together. Let them ride together. Let them live together. Do the whole say, nine. Yeah, like that, that doesn't happen as much as it should. And I do love when it does. So what I think one of the big things that got me into wrestling was the faction based stuff. Like it is exciting. It's a novel way to build a story because other stories don't necessarily have like as many gangs in them. Um, I, yeah, I, I like it as a storytelling medium in wrestling and I don't think it gets used well often at all. So I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, final point for this match, Pat McAfee with the line of the night, stupid Tom Phillips. So good. I laughed out loud. Stupid Tom Phillips. Sitting in my, my square in front of my screen. (laughs) Uh, it was so good. And that like it, what I really loved was the way it ended was Adam Cole, like trying to sound tough and ultimately sounding like pretty defeated. Like that, his last line was just like, yeah, that's what like a, a someone who isn't very creative or well-spoken says. Pat McAfee dressed him down. Like that was strong. So good. Great. Great segment. The man is a, a, a tuxedo with shorts away from winning his first NXT match. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. No, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. You'll never (laughs) see it coming. Uh, And then we got a pre-show match for the number one contendership to the NXT tag titles. Remember those? Imperium is the current holder of the NXT tag titles. God, I miss the rest of them. Rizango is facing the ones and twos. That is uh, Birch and Lorcan and Legado del Fantasma. Don't ask me who they are again because I I did that thing. No, it's fine. They're Legado del Fantasma. There you go. That's who you got. Uh, no, I actually think it'll be Birch and Lorcan. I don't know. Well, it depends. Like, I would like it to be Legato del Fantasma. They go on, they take it from Imperium, and then they have, you know, like a decent amount of gold amongst them. But I, I expect it to be Birch and Lorcan. I think it will be, I'll, you know what? I'll toss it out. I'll say, let's say it's Legato de Fantasma, but we will not see the match for probably a few weeks. Yeah, like it feels like they have to do some rundown before they can get to that. But I, I, I would agree with it. I think it would be good. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Let's talk about SummerSlam card. Holy crap, we're already backed up on our time. So uh, Randy and Drew, Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. Uh, you know what? The Legend Killer is back. And who you got? Drew, I hope. <laughs> you don't sound too, uh, too happy. I don't need another <laughs> Randy title run. <laughs> I like Randy. I, I think he was having a feud with someone. I think it was Champa on, on Instagram or something. And he was talking about like longevity uh, in the wrestling business and like telling a story in the ring and like not coming for Randy or anything, but it's like, no, I really like watching NXT. And like, it's because the excitement in the ring, like at the end of the day, this is still a wrestling show. I want to see exciting wrestling. And yeah, I don't know. I'm not even all that excited for this match. So once upon a time um, when Edge was not injured, my feeling was that we're going to do three matches because Edge is an old school wrestling guy. Uh Uh, My feeling was that Randy was actually going to win the universal title. He was going to go over and win it there. 
and then they would have a match uh maybe at SummerSlam, maybe it was going to be later on in survivor series whatever it would be for the universal title between edge and randy edge wins it and then maybe gives up the title because it's the universal title and honestly no one can keep the universal title or make the universal title a real thing who was the last real champion that people paid attention to that wasn't brock lesnar yeah i don't know i i don't like the top title stuff at all right now like Fair. like i like i like fiend and braun but not for anything to do with the title i hate that there's two i don't like how they look i like i i just I don't know. I like Drew and I would like Drew to continue. I think that his WrestleMania match was kind of like a, a he got he got let down a little bit by that. Like he has the potential to do some really interesting things. I don't like seeing Brock Lesnar squash everyone. Full full disclosure. So like I like Drew. I would like him to have the title for a while because he's a younger guy. Well, not younger, really, but like, you know, he he's. It's early 30s. He's younger than Randy. He's younger than Randy. And like, you know, Randy's had his his run, a few of them. I want to um, continue. R- Randy has had an amazing life in SummerSlam. Uh, I've posted it on, on our Twitter a few times and I got lambasted for that. But you know what? I'm going to go with Drew. Let's keep it moving. Braun yep. for the Universal Championship. Braun Strowman versus The Fiend. This is their third match. They did a match with Funhouse Bray. They did Swamp Bray. Now it's The Fiend. And now Alexa's here. No, she's not Sister Abigail, but man, she's something in this thing. Who you got? I forgot Braun and Alexa were buddies until just now, <laughs> which is fine. Um, they're oh, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know who to win. Uh, if they want to build a fiend, like they kind of have to build a f- well, They already ruined it with Goldberg. I don't know. Like it could go either way. I, I will counterpoint it and say they ruined it with uh, having him win the universal title. Yeah, agree. Fiend doesn't agree. need a title. Like, he shouldn't have a title. It caused problems. Problems that ended up being involved with Goldberg. <laughs> hey, the man still has two matches per year for another, was it two years, three years? Great. Bring on, bring on Goldberg versus, I don't know. Do you think he's ever going to pass the torch? Maybe that'd be nice. I'd like to see Goldberg pass the torch. I'll be surprised if it's to Matt Riddle, tell you that much. Uh, So I'm going to move, move along and I'm going to share one of my favorite theories from this match. Uh, I, and I'll say first that I think Braun will win and it won't be a turn per se. Uh, It'll be one of two things. It's either going to be that, Alexa and Braun are secretly working together to bring out the fiend. And now Alexa is going to get the fiend's empathy and his emotional side going for Braun to then beat the living tar out of him and retain his title. But still eventually Braun will turn. It just won't be that night. It would be down the road and it would just kind of be like, because the fiend does change people. We do that option two. And this one's my favorite. It's the freaky Friday theory. Have you heard it yet? No. In the swamp, what? Bray and Braun traded bodies. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. That works. That works really well. Now I hope it's that. That is yeah. like the end of SmackDown. That was. That would be perfect. <laughs> I pray <laughs> it's that. If you can hear me, anybody on staff right now, make it that. Even if it wasn't your decision or your 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 original intent. But then if they do decide that that's what they want to do, who's the champion? I don't, it's, it's wrestling. It's gotta be the body. 
Bruce, Conrad, if you're watching or you're listening, timandjoelpod at gmail.com. All right, Andrade and Garza versus the Street Profits for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Who you got? Street Profits. Keep it on them. But, oh, okay. I don't know. I Either way. It could go either way for me. We got another pay-per-view the next week. Oh, yeah. Do a flipper, flipperoo. One then back. Do you see Zelina getting involved? Did she poison Montez? Do you think that video is true? Mm. Yeah. 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 Why not? I'm going to go back to my conspiracy theory train. Okay. Demi Burnett. I know you did it. she's everywhere man she's she's seen with everyone in that feud but she really likes garza but she really really wants to get his attention didn't she and do so a she bit didn't she do a bit with ibar as well yeah yeah maybe maybe um she's, i also want she's to them to the viking raiders as bianca belair is to the street profits as zelina is to andre andrade and garza she was really happy with that turkey leg. Yeah. Who doesn't like hey, turkey leg? I got to say something. So I made reference on my own Twitter account, which you'll see underneath, uh, about uh, the turkey legs looking real rough when they bring them up as props for Ivar. Um, I had a, a, a company from Turkey retweet that. <laughs> yeah. Were they it's all about turkey legs. Company? It is strange. Uh, I I think we're going to see uh, Street Profits win it, and then maybe they'll run it back at uh, Payback, and then Garza and Andrade will win. Yeah. That's what I'll say. That that I'd be okay with. Yeah. And then uh, got Apollo Crews versus MVP for the U.S. Championship. Um, it's funny because Retribution really started because of this feud when Apollo came back. So uh, who you got? Apollo. Ooh, that was fast. Yeah, it's easy. This one's easy. Oh, okay. I love what M's been doing. Yeah. 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 I I love what MVP is doing. And we talked about earlier in the show. So if you're just tuning in now, which I don't know why you are, because we're supposed to be done, uh, just rewind it and you'll find out. Uh, Hold on. There's one thing I want to say about that too, real quick. Um, What I don't want them to do is screw with the hurt. Like, I don't want it to be a a bone of contention between MVP and Lashley. If he, if Lashley ends up going for the, the U S title after, like, I hope they maintain Again, that faction for longer than a month. <laughs> I think I think you'll see Apollo and Lashley sooner than later out of this. Yeah, 100%. That's what I think. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see that at all. Uh, Seth Rollins versus a debuting Dominic Mysterio. Is it Dominic with a CK? Dominic with a K? Dominic with a C? I can't spell his name anymore. It's a street fight. Bring your kendo sticks. Yeah. Let's go with your thoughts first on this one. Bring your dads, bring your kendo sticks. That (laughs) I will tell you now that walloping from Seth and Murphy from two weeks ago. I was so uncomfortable and I loved it. No, they worked him in. Like I said, he's a greenhorn. They gotta, they gotta give him his licks before he's allowed to set foot in that ring. Yep. Um, Could uh, you see a situation where Ray turns on Dominic? No, that'd be weird, but I'm into it if they do that. Dominic said in interviews that he wants to face his dad. You know what? That would mean heel Ray, right? For the first time. Ooh. You Prince know, oh, Mysterio. Man. What I'm I keep going with the safe bet in a lot of things. Not not necessarily like all of this, but like WWE has 
not surprise me a lot in recent years, I would love to be surprised. And that would surprise me. Even though we're talking about it right now, like, sounds great. I would love that. I don't see it happening, but I would love that. So who's going to win the street fight? Seth Rollins. It'd yeah. Be pretty, it'd be pretty tough to, to try to build him back up after that loss. It would Depends have to be the loss pretty comes. dirty. Yeah. I don't Maybe know. get Aleister Black coming back and with his one eye, he'll swing away. Aleister yeah. Blackbeard, the one-eyed pirate. Yeah. I'd Sorry. Be, I'd be okay. We got into that hour where I'm just going to say stupid things. That's fine. Oh, Asuka versus Sasha Banks. The Raw Women's title. Kyrie's uh, dead. Who's going to win? Yeah. Kyrie, Kyrie's dead. Asuka. Oscar's gonna to, win. You have to ask me the next the next match before I can say why. Bailey versus Oscar for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Kyrie's still dead. Who's gonna win? Oscar. Oh, Asuka, you, Asuka. you're going for Oscar two belts. Champ, champ. champ, I, champ. I think they're building towards the the Bailey Sasha split. I think they can build it as a grudge match. That way, they can you know fill up a pay per view with uh, champ you know championship matches and. A grudge match between the women um i and, and champ champs are huge right like daniel cormier just retired outside of the wrestling world i think since they're trying to draw in outside audiences having people with two belts is is appealing to them which is why it's happening right now so i think the natural way to switch this over is to take the belt off of both of them and have them fight blame the other for the loss i still think there's meat on the bone with with uh with banks and bailey with this one I was and, and your reaction proved it i was terrified i was terrified that they were going to end that too quickly and now i feel like they haven't it's been a little while so we know that they're going to defend their women's tag sorry pronouns uh sasha and bailey are going to they're going to put up their women's tag team titles at payback next weekend so my feeling is that if the matches are side by side, let's say, what did we say on, on Raw? Who was going to go first? Sasha's going to go first, yeah? Yeah. Or is it Bailey's going to go first? I can't remember. I think it was Bailey's going to go first. Regardless. Yes, it was exactly. Bailey's going to go first. Sure. Ba- yeah, because I think this played perfectly into what I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> and if I'm wrong, well, someone's going to let me know. Hold later. on, yeah. I'm, looking at, I'm, I'm opening up the chat. <laughs> okay. Lay into him. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So the, let's just say that Bailey and Asuka go first. I think we'll see Asuka pin Bailey by Sasha trying to help, but just failing and costing Bailey the match. And then right away, if the match is right afterwards, they're going to do Banks versus Asuka. One, two, three. Sasha's going to roll up Asuka, who had already had one hell of a match against Bailey, and uh, she retains her Raw Women's Championship. And then we start the, hey, why didn't you help me? Or, hey, why did you do this? Or start start the dissension. Keep one of the women's titles on yeah. one of the women. Let them just, lose their tag titles to get a little bit more heat on them. Or, or not heat, but a little bit more dissension between the two of them. And then we're off to the races. We can start that red. You know what? That sounds like the easiest route. So I believe that it'll probably happen. But I just I just don't think it needs the title when they when they get them so i think to have them have everything and lose it all in a in a, like a quick period might might have a bit more legs but we'll see just remember bailey has never defeated oscar yeah 
let's move on, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Mandy versus Sony Deville in a hair versus hair match. Sonia Deville wants to get into acting, but damn it, you can't act with no hair. Yeah? Uh, uh, yeah. It's gonna, it, yeah, she's gonna lose her hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what, yeah, I mean, it's a perfect retribution. You got the white meat baby face, Mandy Rose. Yeah. Mandy Rose. Uh, yeah. I, I, I agree. We'll see. I, I think yeah. Sonya's gonna win. I think Sonya would look pretty badass in that three piece suit with a bald head, tank girl style. Uh, I think I'm into it. Yep. All right. Uh, you know what? It's it's expected. It hasn't been announced yet, but I'm assuming we're going to get to Nakamura and Cesaro versus Lucha House Party. But we don't know yet because SmackDown is tomorrow night, so we're not going to talk about it. I think at Payback, we're going to get Riddle versus Corbin. We're not going to talk about that. We've already talked about Retribution. Maybe Shane McMahon's behind Retribution. That's another conversation for another time. Tomorrow night on SmackDown, we have Jeff Hardy taking on AJ Styles for the Intercontinental Championship. And are you ready for the phenomenal intercontinental statistics system? <laughs> I love seeing Abyss in a suit representing piss. It, it kind of flows. It's nice. It's Is nice. that what it stands for? Yeah. Yeah. Because because of the time that Jeff did the thing with the piss? Yeah. I, some people have been speculating that. I mean, that's the level of, of yeah, I think it's so. subtle it's it's like weirdly subtle but it's also like i don't know i can see a bunch of writers sitting in a room you know with takeout throwing a ball against the wall and this is what they end on it's a really really quick takeout conversation <laughs> i just really wanted to dig into this chow man yeah yeah all right and yes we know the women's tag titles will be online to payback so we'll leave that for now uh any ventures of guesses of who's gonna face the women's tag team champions Alien Sasha Banks. I was going to ask you. They've like, you had Alexa and Nikki, but that's not really happening right now. Um, Maybe the Riot, right? No, they're doing the iconic feud. I don't know. I have no idea. They could try to transition it to one of those two to make that feud matter more, but I, I, I don't know. We'll see. So my feeling is exactly that. They're going to take the Iconics and uh, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan and have them have that number one contendership match. Yeah. Um, there are other ways you can do it. You can have Asuka and, and Shayna Baszler, whom we didn't even get into. Baszler is going to factor in later on to this whole thing. We know, but we're going to leave her out for now. Um, you can have a world where Shayna and Asuka do the whole unlikely tag team champions. And then Asuka suddenly has everything because the women killed her best friend. <laughs> That's Kill Bill, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they had Becky dress up like killed like the woman from Kill Bill. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah. her name. I can't yeah, remember yeah. her name. And her uh, name the, I'm pretty sure her name is the bride. Like the br yeah, it was the bride. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I love Tarantino. Uh, yeah. So they, they they had Becky dress. Someone loves Tarantino, and uh, and now we can just have Oscar the bride uh, getting her retribution for the death of her best friend by taking all the gold, the thing that they love most. Yeah, that's all yeah. I got. I think it's good. Tim, we did it. We, we got did. through episode one. Oh my God. I have so many notes, revisionist notes for the next time, but it was fun. Well, if you have revisionist notes, you can hit us up at Tim and Joel pod. It's up there. I can't see where I am, but it's up there. Sorry. And you can follow me at Joel Pearl down there. Tim, where can they find you? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tim Stone P. Uh, stands for Tim Stone Pile Driver, which is also where you can find me on Instagram. Kids, I have two different names because there's a character limit on Twitter. <laughs> Kids, we love you. This was a great first show for us. We're going to do more and we're looking forward to talking to everybody online and everybody next week. So let's get out of here. Enjoy your wrestling and put a smile on your face. Have a good night. Peace.